Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. Beverly and I have just returned from the Middle East. We were largely in the nation of Turkey. And I thought this would be a good time for me to reflect a little bit with you about what's happening in the Middle East and particularly what I anticipate about the nation of Turkey rising in that region. I think it's going to be very, very interesting. Uh, We were down in Izmir on the southwestern portion of the country. Um, We were doing research at Ephesus for some writing I'm going to do, and then we went back to Istanbul in the uh, northwest and uh, spent some days there. I I have to tell you that I've I've always been deeply impressed with the graciousness and the generosity of the Turkish people. Um, I understand that they have often been in their history a violent people. I have dear Armenian friends who can hardly say the word Turkey because of the Armenian Holocaust of 1915. I have many, many dear Turkish friends who just despise the Turks because of the ongoing tensions between the Turks and the Kurds, um, especially over Abdul Ojalan, a PKK leader who's in prison now in a Turkish prison. Um, But um, that aside, laying those aside, not taking them lightly, understanding that nations have their atrocities and the Turks certainly have had their share. uh, Still, I'm I'm very moved and um, very much enjoy Turkish culture, Turkish history, um, and mainly enjoy the people. They they really are exceptional. And I I would urge you to consider um, vacationing in Istanbul. It's it's amazing history, Roman, Byzantine, Ottoman. It's it's just astonishing. But I'm not doing a travelogue. What what I mainly want to talk about is the rise of Turkey. Uh, Those of you who know a bit of history know that the Ottoman Empire lasted for about 400 years, uh, came to an end pretty much uh, at World War I, uh, had been for a while the quote-unquote sick man of Europe. And uh, then after World War I, or around the time of World War I, Ataturk, Kemal Ataturk, uh, began to lead Turkey uh, toward being a secular democracy. Now, he didn't uh, fully affect a democracy, and there certainly were problems, uh, but he drugged Turkey, kicking and screaming, uh, into the modern world to the extent that it has entered the modern world. I think what's important is that now that we're on the other side of America's uh, several wars in the Middle East, uh, you know, with Iran, Afghanistan, and so on, um, it's time to look at the Middle East and see what we expect will happen, where things are likely going. And Turkey really does suggest itself as a nation to watch in the future. Um, First of all, amongst all uh, Muslim countries in the world, of course, Indonesia has the largest uh, percentage and number of Muslims in the world. Uh, Second would be Pakistan, no question. Um, uh, Egypt is a third uh, with 80 million. Uh, But Turkey has 71 million people, most of them Muslim by far. Uh, Only about a tenth of a percent are Christian in Turkey. it has the 17th largest economy in the world. And that's going to that's gonna be really important in this because we don't just want to measure uh, nations in the Middle East by how many Muslims they have. We need to measure them in terms of their global impact. And so though Turkey is the fourth uh, most Muslim-heavy country in the world, uh, it's the 17th largest economy, uh, while Egypt is the 52nd largest economy and Iran is the 29th largest economy. So when you start considering Turkey from an economic perspective, um, it's pretty amazing. Besides that, 
it has the most modern economy in the Middle East. We're often impressed with the Dubais and the Saudi Arabias, but the reality is as an actual functioning free market society, uh, Turkey is without question uh, the most modern economy in, in the Middle East. So uh, th it has, it has a, it's, it's experiencing an uh, economic surge. Um, all, it's large, it's diverse, all the pieces are there for a tremendous rise, and it's by far the largest economy and by far more stable than other countries in the world. Now, it, is, it, is, it does have a very strong Islamic movement. Its current president is moving the country in very much an Islamist perspective and very interested in strengthening Islam in the country. But there are some things to consider. Uh, one, one thing you want to consider is that when I was there, almost every American said they felt unbelievably safe, far more safe than they did in the United States. Um, I asked a, a, a scholar who was over there, we were visiting, uh, if, I, if Bev and I would be safe to walk around a dark area as we went kind of from our hotel, uh, maybe a mile, uh, into a lovely little stretch of, uh, of restaurants and so on along a, a waterfront. And he said, this is Turkey. Absolutely no problem. Nobody will bother you. Now, I'm sure that was overstated. I get news from Istanbul, and I know there are killings and hassles with Armenians and gypsies and so on. And just recently, an American woman uh, disappeared. Uh, who She was very unwise, I hate to say, about where she was, but she disappeared. So uh, the country's not 100% safe, but, but nevertheless, the testimony of these missionaries and scholars who are in residence, these, these American expats, um, is constantly that the place is safe. And they also say they're doing very well, even better than um, under other presidents, under this current uh, Muslim president. So it's sometimes a more mixed picture than we actually think. Um, the, the, the tensions, of course, the negative points are the Kurds. Certainly one of them is the Kurds. The, the ongoing tension, uh, ongoing oppression, you're taking a little bit of a risk to even mention the Kurds in Istanbul. It's not a healthy situation, and I think those of you who listen to this podcast regularly uh, know that I am very, very turned towards the Kurds and helping them. Uh, they, they are supposed to have a secular government protected by the military. That's constitutionally what they have set up. But of course, with the rising Islamist party, you, you, you very much see uh, the influence of Islam, Islam being shot through their politics. Um, and, and of course, when you visit Turkey, you're going to be near a mosque. You're going to hear the call to prayer, the Salat. Um, you know, most people are Muslim by far. Now, it's not for the most part a radical Islam. Uh, most people are secular. I never saw one single person respond to the call to prayer in any of the cities I was in uh, during any of the five uh, calls to prayer a day. So it's more of a cultural issue, I think, for many of the people. But, but I think what's important is that as we watch this region, we can be impressed with Saudi money. We can be impressed with places like Dubai. Um, we can appreciate the culture and maybe even the grace of the royal family in Jordan. But, but in terms of the future, in terms of one nation having the, the potential uh, to dominate the region, uh, having a strong enough military, um, having enough economic power. Um, and by the way, Turkey's interests don't conflict with the United States' interests. And that's, that's, that's an important point because we tend to thwart those uh, who oppose us. So watch Turkey. Visit Turkey if you can. Istanbul is a marvelous vacation spot. But more than that, pay attention because I think the Middle East in the next decades is going to be very much shaped by what happens in Turkey.
Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN, and a blogger for a number of leading online news services. His groundbreaking books on faith and American society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Faith of Barack Obama, The Mormonizing of America, and the soon-to-be-released Lincoln's Battle with God. You can learn more about Stephen at www.mansfieldgroup.com and connect with him on Facebook and on Twitter under the name Mansfield Writes. The Stephen Mansfield Podcast is produced by Isaac Darnell for Chartwell Literary Group.